you're listening to the Refined Hippie Podcast, a show all about holistic lifestyle, nutrition, and plant-based veganism for a mind-body-spirit approach to living healthfully and happily for ourselves and our planet. Welcome back to another episode, my lovely friends. I am your host, Rebecca Henson. We're just going to jump on in to today's episode, which is with my friend Jeanette D'Onofrio, also known as Misfit Vegan. Jeanette has been a raw vegan for over 10 years now, and she is super passionate about educating others on this lifestyle and the benefits. But like most of us, she did not grow up like this. She grew up eating the standard American diet and in turn suffering from the standard American issues, acne, weight problems, anxiety, depression. So this started her on a path of healing, of trying to be healthier, of trying to get rid of these ailments when no one else could help her. Eventually, she became a raw vegan and learned a lot of valuable lessons. She learned what not to do, what to do, and now helps others so they don't make the same mistakes she made. We get into all types of topics. We talk about watermelons, which are her favorite fruit, and mine too. We also talk about the sad lifestyle or sad diet, standard American diet, the impact of documentaries, living a better life, her experience going from vegetarian to raw foodie. We get into the social challenges that people are faced with when they are trying to eat healthier, We talk about the Woodstock Fruit Festival, the benefits of fruit, biggest mistakes people make when going raw, and the best ways to transition to raw. We also talk about dealing with cravings and depression. It is a really great episode, so without further ado, here is my chat with Jeanette Misfit Vegan. Hello, Jeanette. Welcome. Hi, how are you? I am doing well. I... I'm sitting here with my watermelon juice that I just recently or just juiced mm-hmm. a few minutes ago. And you're like the watermelon lady. So whenever I see watermelon, I think of you now. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. That's literally my goal. So I have <laughs> infiltrated your system. And yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's I know. Like, that's so cute. Yeah. You love watermelon as well. This watermelon, this is like the first watermelon that I got this year that wasn't that tasty. And I was really sad about it. It's like the most disappointing thing when you get a watermelon and it doesn't taste good. Oh, it's so sad. Where where do you live? Where are you based? I am in North Carolina. Oh, I heard they have amazing watermelons. They do. Yes. And, and our season has just started, I think now it's basically July to August. Uh, so it was really bizarre that this, I, I got a bunch last in June that were pretty good. I don't think they weren't local. I don't think this one was local either, actually, but we, I should be, I should start seeing more local ones in the, in the store soon. But, um, yeah, so I feel like whenever they're not that tasty, you can juice them. And then for some reason they taste better. I don't know. I agree. I think, yeah, something happens with the sugar. It's more concentrated. I totally agree. And, uh, you know, watermelons when they're good, they're life-changing. And when they're not, you miss the good ones. So, <laughs> so I understand. Sad. It's the most disappointing thing. And I'm trying to grow some watermelon as well. We'll see how that goes. Um, I only have two watermelon little babies. They're like maybe the size of a tomato, but I don't know, maybe in August they'll be ready, but fingers crossed that some little creature doesn't come and try to eat them. So <laughs> 
can you please take a photo? Can you please send me a photo of these baby watermelons? Yes, they're so cute. (laughs) Oh my God. Literally, I need to see that photo today, (laughs) Rebecca. And I might be the little creature that might come and eat them. (laughs) Okay. Oh my gosh. I would love that actually. Please come to my house. <laughs> One day. They're literally the cutest thing. I had sent them to my mom and she like freaked out too. She was just like, oh, a baby watermelon. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <sighs> I know. That's so non-negotiable. I'm I know. I will send it to you a hundred percent after this. I will send you a picture of my little baby watermelon. But yeah, fingers crossed. I'm like holding my breath that they survive and are tasty. And even if they're not tasty, I will just feel really accomplished if they grow to like a full size. That would be awesome. But oh yeah. Gardening is oh, yeah. really it's hard, amazing. girlfriend. It is so hard. <laughs> like being a farmer. I, I mean, I wouldn't yeah. consider myself a farmer, but you know, <laughs> like I'm trying. I can't keep plants alive. I can totally <laughs> understand that. Like I have I do not have a green thumb. It sounds like you do. Well, I, I feel like it's been, it's been a lot of trial and error. I would say that I used to consider have that I I had brown thumb, you know, and lately, well, I've just become plant obsessed in general. I just want more plants like surrounding me everywhere. Um, and we just moved, we actually, I was in South Carolina. Um, I'm from South Carolina, but we moved to Wilmington, North Carolina. We were in Charleston for 16 years. And so we moved to North Carolina and we have more space. And now I have started a little garden and it is freaking hard. And I have not been that successful. It looks, it just doesn't, I mean, it looks pretty good. If you just look at it from, you know, the other side of the yard, you're like, oh, that looks pretty nice, but there's not much going on in there. (laughs) Isn't Charleston a type of watermelon? Like that's a variety. Ooh, is it? I can see that. Yeah. Yes, it is. Oh my gosh. I did not know that, but it sounds, it sounds, makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what does that one look like? Is it round or really big? They're really, really big. And um, maybe that's where they originated from. I got to do something. I bet so. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's like so many varieties of watermelon too, right? There's like a thousand varieties. Maybe that's an, maybe that's an exaggeration, but I think there's a ton, there's a lot of varieties, right? There are over 300 in the United States alone. Wow. So, I mean, personally, what have we had? Like five, you know, <laughs> I know. maybe, I know. maybe I know. I know. Like sugar baby, um, you know, like, so yeah, it's really exciting. You know, there's like, I think it's about eight, I think it's 80,000 types of fruit out there. Like it, we are never going to ever, we could live our whole lives and every single day have a different piece of fruit, a new mm-hmm. brand new fruit and never try them all. It's so crazy. That's, in, that's insane. Well, and it's like when you yeah. go, you know, plant-based vegan and people are like, well, what are you going to eat? And it's like, uh, <laughs> well, not, yeah, not, not the same three animals that you're eating. I know. Day, all day. Seems a little boring <laughs> to me. You seem more restricted than I do. So, Dude, so let's just eat the same sorry yeah oh no yeah five meals right I know I know I mean and they just might change it up a little bit with whatever kind of seasoning which is from plants you know so I mean it's it's just uh I don't know being indoctrinated in the system you know that you you just can't can't see outside of your your narrow view and and you know I've you and I, I, I don't think you grew up plant-based vegan either. So I can sort of empathize, I guess. But at the same time, once you, once you learn what you learn, you're like, how, how did I ever think that way? <laughs> you know, I completely agree. Absolutely. 
Yeah. So let's start with your story. I want, I, I, I often call it the origin story, you know? So how did you get to where you are now? You don't have to start from the very beginning unless it applies, <laughs> but how, what was your journey of becoming misfit vegan? Uh, yes. So uh, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to connect with you. And um, I just love to surround myself with, you know, people like, like you that I want to learn yeah. from. And uh, so thank you so much for having me. Likewise. Um, okay. So my, I was, I'm born in Brooklyn, New York. Okay. So I absolutely grew up just like a standard American eating everything and anything I wanted, you know, pizza and cupcakes and, and soda and candy and cookies. And, and even, I mean, I didn't grow up near any type of like farmer's markets or farm in, in that regard. And so I kind of grew up a little worse than, than, some people that I know, like some people I know they had access to fresh fruit and vegetables and I did not at all. I mean, we had like, I remember having like a little salad once in a while, um, like the tiniest portion before <laughs> dinner sometimes, you know, that like my grandparents made me eat, but like that was the extent of the fruit and vegetables that I ate, you know, wow. every meal was just cooked uh, animal products for as long as I can remember. And I actually remember I was allergic to dairy when I was a kid and, um, they took me to the doctor. I had really bad sinus issues and, uh, as it wasn't asthma, but I just couldn't breathe. And so they, instead of eliminating the dairy, they made me take a pill. I don't even know what they made me take, but every single Here. night, Rebecca, I had, yeah, I had to drink, uh, a big glass of milk with some pill. What? And God only Never knows heard that. Wow. Yeah, God only knows what they made me take. Uh -huh. I don't remember, but I do remember though um, not wanting to eat meat. I remember try spitting it out and trying to hide it and throw it away, and I got in trouble for that. But anyway, so I grew up a regular standard American, and then, and of course, I suffered from the regular standard American issues. Mm -hmm. uh, I was overweight. I had acne. I had migraines. I was uh, severely depressed my entire life. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I was always on diets, always, always, always trying to lose weight, always trying to look better, feel better, um, do better. I always wanted to be healthy. I bought a juicer when I was 14 because oh, cool. I had really bad acne. Yeah. The, the, um, the Jacqueline juicer. Oh my gosh. Um, did you have that? Or, no, uh, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> it's a giant. It's yeah. like a spaceship. But anyway, um, so I bought that when I was 14 and I started juicing. And so I was getting healthier, but I never knew anything about uh, the correlation between animal body parts and actual animals mm -hmm. until I was uh, 25. So when I was 25, I saw a documentary called Food Inc. Mm -hmm. And um, this documentary is, um, I mean, it's not based upon animal cruelty. There's just one little scene in the documentary. Uh, it's really about GMOs, mm -hmm. but there's one scene where um, they show a, a animal cruelty clip and it's a cow being pushed into the slaughterhouse because she's too hurt to walk in herself, okay? And um, it just really affected me. I never saw anything like this before. I never saw a cow in real life. I never saw any animal being uh, hurt like this. And um, I didn't understand that that's what I was eating. So in that second, I, I like to, I went vegetarian Okay. I would have went vegan, but I didn't know the word. I didn't understand that fish had feelings. I didn't know that 
milk was a part of the suffering. I just knew that I couldn't eat an animal anymore. So I couldn't eat chicken and I couldn't eat beef and I couldn't eat um, uh, pork and all the things that I was eating every day. And so I went vegetarian and then a year later I went vegan, actually raw vegan. So I went from vegetarian to raw vegan in one day. Uh, The reason is because I discovered the raw vegan diet from a friend that I met at the health food store that I was working at. And I was telling him like, I really wanna clear up my acne. I've had this acne for my whole life and um, going vegetarian really didn't help. And he recommended the raw food diet. And oh my gosh, Rebecca, I tried it. And that was in 2011. I have never looked back. Wow. So that's my origin story, perhaps. I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's really incredible. Um, that it just took a year to go to raw vegan. Cause I feel like generally people, it's kind of like this spectrum, you know, you like start out, yeah. you know, at the bottom, whatever that is, maybe, maybe you're not a junk food vegan, but you know, you're a plant-based person or vegetarian. And then you kind of transition from there, but you went from like one to, you know, well, I do. <laughs> zero to a hundred. That's me. Yeah. So, but I do have to note that, like I said, I was always trying to be healthy yeah. And so I was always option since the age of like 13 and or 14, I was always choosing the whole grain bread, mm-hmm. the brown rice. I was always choosing like baked chicken instead of fried yeah. chicken. Um, and also I went gluten-free. I remember the day I went gluten-free uh, in 2008. So I haven't had gluten since 2008 because I wow. went to, I went to a nutritionist. I was trying so hard to cure these ailments I had. I was Like I said, I had really bad migraines. I was dizzy all the time. I was not feeling good. And so I went to a nutritionist and he said that it was because I had, um, I was allergic to gluten. So I gave that up. I've never, ever eaten gluten again. Um, And I did see a major difference in my health since doing that. So Mm -hmm. if anybody's listening, they're still eating glue, which, you know, gluten is Latin for glue, then Mm -hmm. please eliminate that as soon as possible. It will make a big difference. It does make a big difference. That was actually the first thing I did was I went gluten-free. I went gluten-free before I went vegan or vegetarian. Yeah. And so I had major digestive problems, digestive disease, I suppose. And, and I remember asking the doctor, you know, is there something I should cut out or like not eat or whatever? And they're like, oh no, that won't make a difference. And I, and I, and I mentioned gluten-free because at that time it was, you know, like that was the trend thing, which I didn't know why anyways, you know, it was like, I don't know why just people were doing going gluten-free. What does that mean? (laughs) You know? And, and she was like, oh no, that won't make a difference. But I said, whatever, I'm going to do it. So I did, I gluten-free was the first thing I did. And I felt lighter, you know, like my blood felt lighter. That's how I describe it. I don't know. I I just, I felt so much better. Yeah, it's funny how gluten-free seems to be like the first step. Yeah. It's like the, uh, you know, what's that when you have a drug, like a the gateway drug, it's the gateway drug. food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> gluten-free, like you want to take this gluten-free pill. And um, yeah, that's that was my first introduction to um, living a, a better life. But it wasn't until I went raw that I actually started feeling the way I think I was designed to feel. And I'm not, you know, we're going to get into this obviously, but I'm not saying everyone needs to be 100% raw. I don't think it works for everyone. And I don't think that everyone needs to do that in order to feel their best. But I do think we do need to focus on eating an abundance of fresh, ripe 
juicy, delicious fruit and veggies uh, as our main source of, um, as fuel. I totally agree. And I think people often can, I mean, it's like any diet or, you know, lifestyle, you can do it wrong, you know, um, and actually, you know, in, end up in maybe a bad situation and, and, and it, it's stressful. You know, I think some people can find it really stressful, um, which I'd love to touch on this, you know, just socially, I think this is why a lot of people fall off the wagon, as I'll say, <laughs> whether that's vegan wagon or raw wagon, whatever it is, socially, it can be challenging. Of course, that's the hardest part. Yeah, mm -hmm. I totally agree. Uh, you know, we have a need inherently to belong and be loved and give love and be part of a, a, a community. You know, mm -hmm. they say it takes a, a community or it takes a village to raise a child, but I think it takes a village to just be an, a human. Yeah. And so like, yeah, when you separate yourself from society and, and you're eating differently than 99.99999% of people out there, um, it can be extremely difficult and lonely and you uh, feel isolated sometimes. I absolutely can understand that. And I felt alone and isolated um, from the, for the first six years eating mm. raw vegan. I didn't know one raw vegan for the first six years. And even my boyfriend who actually introduced me to the diet, he wasn't raw. And so I was, yeah, like he knew about it. He introduced me, he bought me all the books and introduced me. was so lonely and it still is, even today, Rebecca, like, I'm not going to say that it isn't, uh, it's always rainbows and butterflies and watermelons, you know, and baby cute watermelons, you know, it's not <laughs> yeah. all like, like I went out the other day, my best friend's family came to visit from France and they, you know, we're, we're like family. So they wanted me to go out with them and, um, to eat. It's such a big part of society and socializing, mm -hmm. you know? And so I went out to eat. They wanted to go to a, an Asian restaurant. And of course, there's nothing there for me. So what do I do? I, I brought half a watermelon. What am I going <laughs> to do, you know? And so I asked, the, I asked the, wait, the maitre d'. I said, can I please eat this in here? He said, of course. That was amazing. And I ate. They ate. It was fine and, and everything. But at the same time, you know, it's a little even though I'm very secure in myself, right? Yeah. It's, even for me as an 11 year raw vegan, I'm still feeling like, huh, I wish that um, everybody wasn't freaking out about their food and like, you know, oh my God, you have to try this, Jeanette. You know, like, mm -hmm. oh, it's so good. And I have to, I have to tell them, you know, no, it's okay. I don't eat that. Or I don't want to eat that. And right. I can't bond with them. You know, food right. is such a bonding right. experience. This is why things like Listen, the Woodstock Fruit Festival or any type of fruit festival is so key. If you're eating a healthy vegan diet, you've got to go to these festivals because it's the only place on earth where you're going to feel like there's nothing wrong with you. You're normal. It's natural to eat fruit and vegetables and be healthy. So yeah. What is the Woodstock? Oh my gosh, I need to go to this. What is this? The, the Woodstock yeah, so Vegan Festival? Yeah. So actually oh I help run this festival. It's called the Woodstock fruit festival. Fruit festival. Upstate, oh, yeah. Cool. fruit, And it's in upstate New York. And it's not just for like raw vegans or fruitarians. It's for people that just want a break from the real world, from society mm. for a week. So basically it's a seven day festival. It's mm. held on a gorgeous, gorgeous camp, upstate New York in the Adirondack mountains. Oh. The air is pristine. The water is so gorgeous. 
And all we do all week is just like be in such, it's like, it's like um, Disney World for adult vegans. Okay? <laughs> there's, dude, there's go-karts, there's paddle boarding, there's what? kayaks, there's zip lines. There, it's an abundance of fruit and veggies. Everything is obviously like high quality and it's all raw, right? So if you want to try wow. the raw food diet for a week or you just want to cleanse or you um, just want to like meet other people, that's the number yeah. one thing. That's why right. I'm involved in the festival because it changed my life. And I met so many people and um, it's really not even about the food. Over 500 people come every year and they're all just amazing, beautiful beings. And you just get reminded that the real world is, um, is not like, it's not uh, real. Okay. What's real mm -hmm. is this, this is the way we should be eating and living. Okay. Taking mm -hmm. care of ourselves. And so the real world can kind of like suck sometimes as somebody who's eating healthy. So I totally can relate. If you're out there and you're struggling because it's um it's not easy socially yeah yeah that's it's a struggle yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's about that connection yeah and also i feel like people uh, are it makes them uncomfortable sometimes you know like if you're eating something different or and then they apologize for you not being able to eat whatever they're eating it's like dude i don't want to eat that <laughs> like don't apologize so it's fine so like, true oh, i'm like so that true. looks gross <laughs> <laughs> you know, once you feel the, the benefits, the side effects of eating healthy and eliminating the crap, you never want to go back to that life. I know. Rebecca, have you ever dealt with like food addiction or emotional eating? You know, I, I feel like I have, it's just, it maybe not to the certain extent, you know, that some people have, I mean, I definitely in in high school, well, first off, I took Adderall in high school and that makes you not eat. So, which I actually ended up liking. So, I mean, I feel like that that was negative in general because I was, I liked the fact that I wasn't hungry and that I was really, really skinny, you know? So that's unhealthy, <laughs> you know? Um, but that's a real thing. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people struggle with that. Yeah. I mean, I struggled with it, uh, for a very long time. And now that I know how to eat and how to, how to not emotionally, um, you know, numb myself with food. I never want to go back ever. I'll never, ever go back to eating processed junk food. And certainly yeah. I will never eat another animal's body part. And, um, the, uh, the people that do once they like, they go vegan and they go back to eating animals. Um, I just think that they have not educated themselves enough because there is no way there is clearly no way that we were designed to eat processed foods or animal products. There's no good that comes from it physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. I know. So yeah, I'm really grateful to have found this diet. It changed my life. And that's what I, that's what I do now. I try to help people and inspire them to, to eat as much fresh, ripe fruit and veggies as possible. It's really, uh, it's really important guys. What do you say the, to the, to the haters of fruit? Because somebody asked me the other day, I'm actually, I am doing, um, basically like a raw, I am, I'm kind of, I've been raw the last month for the most part, it's bit, bit basically been about 80, 20, I guess. Um, next month I'm hopefully, hopefully going to maybe do all fruit in the whole month. Um, but one guy, one of our friends was asking, cause he asked me what I had made like a smoothie and, or I I saw him and I had the smoothie in my hand and he was like, what is in it? And I explained, and it was all fruit. There was no, you know, like a lot of times 
I used to put spinach in mine and stuff like that. But anyways, and he was like, well, what do you do about all the sugar in the fruit? And I was like, oh my gosh. So then I went on this whole diatribe about, um, you know, sugar and fruit and whatnot. So what is your, what is your response to that? I mean, yeah, we cannot confuse the sugar in Twinkies with the sugar in an apple. We just can't. And, um, you know, I would say the proof is in the banana pudding. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you give up processed foods and, and processed sugar and you just eat fruit and veggies, you know, and you just eat an abundance of fruit, right? I've eaten an abundance of fruit for the past 11 years. And you will see the difference, okay? The fruit is the healthiest food on the planet and it's the best carbohydrate that we can possibly have. We need to stay hydrated, it's the key, right? We're over 70% water. And when we don't replace that water with fresh new water, it's kind of like sitting in a dirty bathtub, okay? And mm. that's why fruit works so well because it's so hydrating. You know, fruit, it's like, it's the easiest food to digest. It's the easiest food to eat to maintain our weight. It's the easiest food for us to assimilate. And it's so hydrating and energizing. It gives us, um, it heals our digestive issues. It gives us a better mood, right? It gives us better skin. It allows us to cleanse our um, large intestine, which is mostly impacted with old decaying fecal matter from the Ugh. crap we've eaten and the animal body parts we've eaten. You know, this stuff is not, uh, supposed to be in our body and fruit flushes it out. And so with the sugar thing, I just tell people to try it and they'll see the difference in their mood, their health, their energy. Um, you know, I just feel like it's the same. It's the same thinking that got us to where we are is not going to get us to where we want to be. And mm. so if you're looking at fruit and thinking it is, um, it's going to be bad for you because uh, sugar is bad sugar is really good. Sugar is our main fuel source. Our entire body runs on glucose and we cannot confuse processed sugar with, with natural sugar. And fruit, by the way, is not just sugar. It's vitamins, minerals, mm -hmm. nutrients, fiber, protein, everything we need, not just glucose, not just sugar. Right. Yeah. I, I said something about it, them working synergistically together. You know, mm. I mean, that's, it's like the perfect it's the perfect package. If you extract just one thing out of it, then yeah, then it's going to be bad. Just like when they make synthetic, um, supplements, they extract one thing out of it. And then that's supposed to be the same, but it's not, you know, they all, the vitamin C vitamin C in an orange is completely different than, you know, absorbic acid or whatever. I mean, and it's going to Thank react you. different. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And you know what? We, we think we're so much smarter than nature, you know, going to a, a store and buying a supplement what a joke. I'm sorry. If you're taking supplements, take the supplements, but please make sure and eat an abundance of fresh food, fresh fruit and veggies, because you are never, ever going to find anything more powerful that you can put into your body than that. Mm -hmm. And by the way, Rebecca, I wanted to ask you, you said you were raw for about a month, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right uh, now. I see yeah. you were preparing for our podcast and so, um, <laughs> doing your research. So now I'm wondering, how do you feel? Have you seen a difference in your, in, in any, um, any elements of your health? I mean, I feel great for sure. So I, my friend, um, happy healing vegan, April, um, she, she's in California and she was on my podcast a while back, but she has been doing the raw thing. And, and we, we, send voice memos back and forth to each other. So hi, hi, April, if she's listening. Um, <laughs> 
And it was kind of her who had inspired me and, and, and other raw vegans that, you know, you and some other ones that I follow like Johnny juicer. And, um, Mm -hmm. I just, yeah, I just wanted to do, it's kind of like doing, um, a cleanse or reset kind of thing, you know, it was, was the intention, I suppose. And I do feel, I have felt really great. I feel like my digestion has been improved, not like dramatically, um, but you know, it's, it's about cleansing all the different junk <laughs> that's in our bodies, whether it's, you know, I've had to take, um, I've had to take pharmaceuticals in the past few years. And, um, I mean, just any eating out if, if I've eaten, I did eat out a lot when we moved here and, um, I mean, it was still vegan, but it wasn't, you know, they use nasty oils and inflammatory and obviously it's not organic most of the places. So yeah, I mean, I felt great. I, there's no, the first two days I'll say that I, I did kind of have a headache, but I think it was, I think it was a detox headache. Um, but leading up to, you know, leading up to that, I was eating extra. I was kind of like, I slowly moved into it. Like I started incorporating way more raw stuff. And so then when I went more fully raw, which like I said, it's probably about 80, 20, maybe 90, 10. Um, it wasn't as dramatic as say, if somebody just was like, I'm going to go if they've been eating junk and then they, they say they're going to go raw. It would be a very intense detox at the beginning. I would think. Right. Uh, yes. Let's talk about that. Um, that is what I did. Okay. (laughs) So I just went full on from junk food, vegetarian, eating lots of pasta, peanut butter Mm -hmm. and jelly cookies, ice cream, you know, gluten-free, you know, snacks, right. all that dry gluten-free crap. Um, <laughs> I was, I went from that to 100% raw vegan overnight. And uh, after a month, um, you know, I felt amazing, by the way, uh-huh. I felt incredible. Wow. Like life-changing. I was finally awake. I felt like I was sleepwalking my whole life and mm-hmm. I had so much energy and it was amazing. But after a month, Rebecca, um, I got really sick. Okay. And I could not breathe. I couldn't speak without coughing. Couldn't sleep because I was coughing so much. I couldn't go to the bathroom. I was extremely constipated. I felt like I was dying. And I was like, to my mentor, to my mentor at the time, I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, I should just, I need to eat um, real food. You know, I need to eat (laughs) food again, because there's something wrong. This is not natural. This is not normal. And Mm -hmm. he said, and I was very lucky. I had um, somebody to tell me this, that um, no, this is what happens because the fruit and veggies are getting all the crap out, but it's coming out too fast. So what mm. we need to do is, you know, I tried all the things. I tried oil of oregano to feel better. I tried, you know, the ginger teas and the elderberry and all these immune boosting things and nothing worked until I got a colonic. So I was very against it. I did not want it. If, if anybody's listening and they don't know what a colonic is, it's water up your butt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they put a tube up your butt and water come, comes in and goes out. And um, basically I didn't want that. Like who wants that? No way. <laughs> it sounds pretty scary. I know. <laughs> yeah, no way. It sounds like a procedure where you go to sleep, but it's right. not true. You don't go to sleep. It's not a big deal. You, you're, it's an in and out. It's not even a procedure. Okay. And, um, after I got my colonic, that is when I felt better. Finally, after it, cause I was coughing for like a month, Rebecca, oh. after one hour, uh, after my colonic, I stopped coughing. Wow. I could finally breathe. Um, I could hear because my ears were completely clogged. I had mucus 
coming out of every orifice. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) But um, yeah, it was really, really, really bad. And so I do a show now with um, my friend, Matt from Raw Intuition. That's his name. And he actually um, did the same thing, but he did it over a year. Like he transitioned raw uh, for like a whole year, right? Like he slowly cut out cooked mm. food and because I know him now and I'm like asking him advice on and I'm finding out his experience I found out that that's the way to do it like yeah. don't do zero or a hundred because you will get very sick you will have a very difficult time you will you know it will be very very hard and so I don't recommend it and if I could go back and not do that I would I would slowly I would start having a raw fruit meal for breakfast I would have fruit for breakfast and then I would just have cooked uh, lunch and dinner for like, mm-hmm. you know, a month. Mm-hmm. And then after a month, I would try having fruit for breakfast and maybe some like half cooked, half raw for lunch. And then a, a, a cooked vegan meal for dinner. Right. And I would slowly transition and slowly introduce more and more and more cleansing raw foods, because that's what it's doing guys. The fruit is not making you sick. The fruit is getting rid of the crap. And once the crap is coming out, that's when you feel sick right? Because mm-hmm. it's stuck in your cells. And once the fruit helps to cleanse it and it gets into your bloodstream, you're going to feel so sick and disgusting because it's recirculating the poisons, the toxins, the caffeine, the pharmaceutical drugs, the parasites, whatever it is that we have from the food we ate is recirculating in our bloodstream and eliminating. But as it is in your bloodstream, that's when you feel it. And so I want to just remind everyone that if you're craving something, it's the same thing. If you're craving chocolate or alcohol or sugar or flour or salt, it's because it's in your bloodstream. And Mm -hmm. so if you just stick to eating healthy food, and we all know what that means, right? We all know fruit and vegetables, nuts and seeds, sprouts, seaweed, you know, we know what's healthy. You know, Mm -hmm. people always, I'm sure they ask you too. They're like, but is this health? No, (laughs) you know exactly what is healthy and what's not healthy. Okay. Frozen, uh, like, um, uh, I don't know. What, what do people eat? Oreos are not healthy. <laughs> I don't even know anymore, but yeah, right, I, don't right. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I go to families, you know, extended families, houses and things like that and see what they eat. And I just, I have, a, I just, I die a little inside, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Oh yeah. gosh. Yeah. It's you know, bad. like, like a fried vegan donuts. No, it's not plant-based. Oh, no. Okay. No. Kids. Let, let's, Stop playing. Let's stop playing. Anything games. with the word fried in it is bad. It <laughs> doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> yeah. Anything that's not found in nature. Yeah. Okay. And so what happens is um, we eat the healthy food. And once we start, we eliminate and abstain from the crap, we will stop craving it. Okay. So if you are craving something, it's because you have been eating it. Please know that. That's Definitely. why I do not crave bread or pasta or cookies or cakes. I have this stuff in my house. My roommate eats this stuff. She's a a junk food vegan. (laughs) Yeah. And this is my best friend. And I don't crave this stuff. I don't want it. It's not food to me because it's been so long. You just have to get over the initial cravings. Yes. It's going to be hard in the beginning. Yes. You can do hard things. Yes. It's hard. Yes. You can do it. You've got to get it out of your bloodstream. You've got to get it out of your system. Then you'll stop craving it. Mm Mm-hmm. 100%. 
Yeah. People will say like, oh, well, I just have, I have a sweet tooth or it's my taste buds or whatever. And I'm like, no, actually it's not, (laughs) but it is actually your microbiome, right? So it's, there are certain bacteria in your microbiome that feed off of whatever type of food that is, right? So there's a certain type of bacteria that if you're eating Oreos that likes to eat Oreos. So if you stop feeding it Oreos, the bacteria is going to signal to your brain, Hey, I want some Oreos. And it's like, Oh, well, I better give into that craving. Like, no, (laughs) you have to resist. (laughs) Yeah. So true. Yeah. So true. Yeah. So, so that would be probably your, your, when you think about the biggest mistakes that people make, that's probably it by, by just going too fast. Yeah. There's a lot of mistakes that I made for sure. Um, I ate a lot of dried fruit in the beginning. Mm. Okay. And that is not healthy. Uh, yeah, here and there. Sure. Having a date, having some dried mangoes once in a while when you, when you're traveling or Mm. hiking or whatever. Yeah, of course. But the way I was eating it. Okay. Absolutely not. Like I told you I'm zero or a hundred. So if I like something, I'm going to indulge. And I thought, dried persimmons, dates, dried bananas, dried mangoes. I thought these things were healthy because they were fruit, you know? Um, no, no. These are dried dehydrated foods and they will dehydrate you and they will destroy your enamel if you do not take mm-hmm. care of your teeth after you eat dried fruit. So I know everybody loves dates and they are so delicious and they are natural and healthy in moderation, okay? Don't do it which is I ate dates like it was my job. Okay. And like, I just thought, because, you know, like I I didn't know any better. Yeah. Uh, You know, I'm from New York and I didn't have, um, I didn't have the knowledge of the exotic tropical fruit, which is the key in my opinion, to my success as a raw vegan, as a healthy vegan, I need to have exotic, delicious, high quality, amazing fruit in my life. If I just ate grapes and oranges and bananas, uh, I could survive, but I don't think I would thrive on this lifestyle. Mm. I personally have to have, because it's like my, it's like my treat. It's my um, things I look forward to, you know, yeah. things like jackfruit and durian and soursop and cherimoy mm. and longans and rambutan and mame sapote, things like this. Okay. These are what I love. And these, this is how I stay on the diet, on the lifestyle forever. I'm never yeah. going to go back. And, and by the way, I do know people though. I know people that just eat apples, bananas, grapes, and they love it. Yeah. That works for them. But me, I need it. I need something else. So the dried fruit I had to eliminate from my life. Um, I do have dates in my dressing though. You know, I blend mm, the dates. Yes. But yeah, I love dates, but I don't eat them anymore. Like physically eat them. I just eat them blended. Mm. Another mistake that I made that I think a lot of people make um, is that I was constantly cleansing Okay. And I, you know, I was constantly doing juice cleanses. Um, Mm. and I really didn't do too many water fasts, although I have done a few, but the juice cleanses and the mono meal cleanses is something that I personally think was a mistake for me. And I don't do them anymore unless I'm sick. If I get sick. Yeah. If, if my body's telling me not to eat, I'm not going to eat. Yeah, right. You need like, a break. So your body can heal whatever needs to be healed for sure. Exactly. That we have to take um, note of what happens in nature. When animals get sick, they do not eat. When your body is telling you not to eat because you're sick, please don't eat. Um, you know, go to bed, stay in bed, talk to your body, tell your body, you love it. And you're heal- It's healing and do meditations and, 
and do your affirmations and heal, but um, don't go on cleanses to um, lose weight or clear your skin or, mm. you know, get healthier or be obsessed with perfection. Another mistake I made, I, there's actually a YouTube video that I made called the top 10 mistakes I made as a raw vegan. And so, yeah, you can, um, if anybody would like to know more, I have the, that video and, um, yeah, I made so many mistakes, but Hey, that's part of being human, right? We yeah. all make mistakes. And I think all of our mistakes are on purpose and on our path because we are supposed to make them in order to help others. Not, I was going to, I was literally about to say that. <laughs> I know. So that's why I said it first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's the silver lining, you know, I mean, I feel like I've been through a lot of pain and trauma and the silver lining mm -hmm. is that now I can be an advocate mm -hmm. and help other people, whether that's, you know, like you said, being able to help, you know, guide other people and, and show them what not to do and, and the better way to do it, yeah. which is what, you know, what everybody, I mean, if somebody's out there searching to be healthy, like that's what they need. They need somebody to help guide them on the right path. Yeah. So. You don't have to make all the mistakes yourself guys. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like read books, learn yeah. from other people's mistakes. You right. know, it's just phenomenal how much access we have to information right now. I mean, I'm obsessed with YouTube personally, and I'm always listening in the background. I work from home. So I'm always listening to podcasts um, and YouTube videos and audiobooks because I want to learn as much as possible. So I don't have to make all the mistakes myself. I've made enough mistakes. God damn it. <laughs> I don't want to make any more. I know, me too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I saw, I just want to touch briefly on um one of the videos, I think, or maybe maybe it was a post that you had that you had done, basically just about depression, because I feel like nowadays, oh, sorry, somebody just messaged me on my computer so loud. Um, how do I make that not do that? Um, anyways, it, you know. Depression is just so rampant now. I mean, it seems exponentially every year. It's just more yeah. and more people become depressed. Um, can you kind of touch on your experience with depression? Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I was severely depressed um, as a teenager and in my 20s. And um, I didn't know what to do about it. I did see therapists. I did try to seek help. But nothing helped me until I changed my diet. Right. And I'm not saying that diet is everything. It absolutely is not. It's a small portion of the whole holistic wheel that is health, right? right. Like there's other factors right. in health. You've got, to, you've got to get into nature. If you are feeling depressed, nature is so healing. Mm -hmm. And it won't work at first. You've got to stay consistent. Consistently get into nature and it is, it will heal you. I promise it will, it will be a part of your healing. Um, the way you talk to yourself, it's so important. It's such a big part of health, right? Um, we are constantly thinking thoughts that aren't even our own thoughts. They're just the habitual thoughts that we've had, the um, things that other people have told us, the things that we've read or heard in movies or heard in songs, you know, every single thing we put into our ears and our eyes affect us. This is part of our diet guys. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's not just what you put in your mouth. Yeah. My specialty is, you know, fruit. Like I'm obsessed with fruit and I want to know all the benefits and I want to help people pick out their fruit and know when it's ripe and get the best um, experience from their fruit. But I know for a fact that I was eating raw vegan. I was eating a perfect diet and I was still not healthy. 
because I was not paying attention to my thoughts. I was not paying attention to the words that I was saying and the music I was listening to and the movies I was watching. These things affect us highly. So please start, you know, a, a great place to start, in my opinion, as far as if you're depressed, get a book called You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. Okay. Yes, I love Louise Hay. You do? Okay. Oh my gosh, I was just going to ask you. Love her. <laughs> she's like, yeah, she's so incredible. And um, I recommend you either get the book or get it on YouTube. It's free. Yes. Just type in You Can Heal Your Life, Louise Hay. Mm-hmm. And she'll start to, and listen to it and listen to it consistently every day. And she'll start to convince you that your thoughts are not real. Okay. And you just have an inner roommate. You have an inner roommate that is lying <laughs> to you. Seriously. And yeah. it's telling you things that are not true. It's saying you're not good enough. It's saying you're, you're too old. You're too fat. You're too skinny. You're too this. You're too. It's not true. It's just a habit. And we've got to get out of the habit. And so, you know, number one thing I would recommend if you're depressed, you've got to change your diet. The chemicals, yep. you might be extremely sensitive like me. Okay. And the chemicals and the processed food and the hormones from the animals and the fear that the animals had right before they were killed, mm-hmm. that is going to affect you. Food equals mood. If you eat low vibrational food, you will be in a low vibrational mood. Mm-hmm. When you start to eat high vib- vibrating food, you will vibrate higher. I promise you. Now, uh, get your diet right get out the processed foods, and then you start to do the other things, okay? Get into nature, exercise, move your body. We are not ever going to feel good and be healthy and happy unless we are moving our body. I know. God, right? so many people just sit all day long and then they go home and they sit some more, you know? Like it's just sitting all day long. If Ugh. I don't exercise every day, I will start to get depressed. Yeah. Even eating a perfect 100%, you know, perfect diet, like raw vegan diet. You know, you don't get to me, you don't get healthier than that, but you can still be sick and unhealthy. If you are not exercising, you've got to move. That doesn't mean you have to run a marathon, but you've got to move your body in some way that feels really good. And by the way, the best way to move your body is doing something you actually like to do like Mm -hmm. dancing or running or swimming or kayaking or tennis, whatever it is, move your body in a way that feels good. You'll stay consistent long enough to see results. And it's powerful. Exercise is the number one most underused antidepressant. 100%. And you know, the number one o- most overused um, cause of depression is food. Mm-hmm. Food, stuffing ourselves, numbing our emotions with this crap, this processed crap, even if it's vegan, is causing us to feel depressed. Yeah. So yeah, I, uh, I can totally relate to anybody out there. Um, and it's very difficult and there's an epidemic of depression and loneliness and I, oh, no. I can totally understand and I'm not immune to it, but I know what works and what has helped me. And that is taking better care of myself and talking to myself nicely and, um, moving my body and taking the time to sit, uh, and quietly every single day and just close my eyes and say, I love you. I'm proud of you. I trust you. You know, what do you need? like listen to yourselves. They're always talking, but are we listening? Hmm. That's so true. Oftentimes not. Oftentimes people just shut it out, you know, and, and I don't know, our society kind of encourages that, I guess. I mean, when I, when you, when you talk about being depressed when you were younger, you know, I, I think I had severe anxiety 
for mm. most of my life that I never even knew I had. I mean, maybe not as severe as, you know, there's a spectrum of that too. Right. But I had anxiety for sure. Um, I, as a kid, I couldn't fall asleep, you know, cause I would be thinking about the next day. I mean, that's anxiety, you know, and, but nobody mm-hmm. told me what it was. I didn't know what it was until, you know, I don't know, maybe in my twenties, it was like, it, because it's become more depression and anxiety are two topics that people are talking about more today than they were, you know, two decades ago. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, same, same Rebecca. I had anxiety my whole life, social anxiety, especially I never knew. I just thought there was something wrong with me. Mm. And that's what I really want to communicate to people listening. There's nothing wrong with you. Okay. You have, um, you have a design I don't know if you're into human design, Rebecca. I have, I am not into it, into it, but I have a friend who she did my chart and all that. And I still, it's a little still over my head. <laughs> I feel like I have to, yeah, yeah, I have yeah, to like, me too. <laughs> dive into it more, you know, to like really understand what the heck's going on, but I do know about it. I and I, yeah. <laughs> I swear we all have that friend that does the human design. Oh, I, know, I, do right? <laughs> I do too. And she did my design. She read my design and she helped me understand that there's nothing wrong with me. I was just designed a certain way and I need to do things to work with my design. So you what know, are some you? of us are more sensitive. Oh, okay. So I'm a mass, a uh, master generator, something like, Ooh, that. I'm a manifesting. manifesting. That's yeah, what I'm manifesting generator. Yeah, yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. My God. amazing and she helped me understand that um like okay so I like to do I like to always be doing something physically like I can concentrate easier if I'm like uh, doing the dishes or I'm riding my bike or I'm doing something physically with my hands right Mm -hmm. and a lot of people would say oh you have ADD Jeanette you know you have to always be moving and you have to but no, that's just how I was designed. Okay. And we're always judging each other. We're always judging ourselves and each other um, based upon what is quote unquote normal, but there's no such thing as a normal. We're all designed differently. And so I don't want anyone out there to feel like there's something wrong with them because they might be having anxiety or be depressed. It's completely normal to be depressed in this crazy, insane world. Mm -hmm. This world is this world is not even insane. It's out of sane, right? Yeah. Yeah. Insane means you're sane. Huh. So everything True. is backwards, right? Yeah. Like it's upside down world. It really is. <laughs> like, it really, really is. Yeah. And like, um, I love the movie Alice in Wonderland because it mm. clearly shows what is, re- what is happening in this reality. And so it's yeah. normal to be depressed, especially when you're eating low vibrational food. It's also normal to be depressed if you're not living your purpose. So that's a big part of being healthy. And um, I have a course where I talk about this because the number one thing that needs to change, if you want to lose weight or you want to get healthy or you want to get off processed food or whatever you want to do, clear your skin, better digestion. The first thing that has to change is your mind and how you talk to yourself. Okay. Cause nothing else is going to change until you change. Um, and uh, we cannot expect um, to like, just all of a sudden start eating healthy. If we don't believe that we deserve it, or we don't believe we can do it, or we're talking nasty and negative and down to ourselves. All right. So the mind has to change first and then everything else will change. And, um, yeah, I just want to let everybody know that it's normal and natural. If you're working a job, you hate, if you're with a, if you're in a toxic relationship, if you're living a life that you know is not true to you and you don't feel joy and enjoyment and passion for what you're doing every day, 
How could you possibly not be depressed? How could you feel amazing? Yeah. So, so I'm not saying it's so easy, right? Rebecca, like I'm sure it's has, or you can talk about this as well. It's not so easy to just like all of a sudden quit your job and do what you want to yeah. do and get yeah. paid for it, but right. you can take baby <laughs> steps, right? Like you doing this podcast, you know, you didn't, nobody gave you permission to start your podcast. Right. You just had to do it. And you probably, correct me if I'm wrong, you probably had to do it before you were ready. Oh yeah. I just was like, screw it. <laughs> like yeah. I gotta do it. I, you gotta set a date. You know, you have to just, I don't know, just jump in at something. And some things are easier to jump in than others, I guess. I don't know, but yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. Nobody told me how to do a podcast. I just had nobody to- told <laughs> you. Nobody gave you permission. Nobody yeah. said, Rebecca, you are good enough to do a podcast. Right. No, no fairy, no fruity fairy came down and said, Rebecca, you deserve the best food. You deserve the best health. You should start now. No, no, it doesn't work like that. You make a decision and you say, you know what? Enough is enough. I am done destroying my body. I am done working a job I hate. And I'm going to take steps after work on the weekends to make my dreams come true because nobody else is going to do it for you. And the only difference between a dream and reality is consistency. You've just got to get started and stay consistent. And that's it. There's no key. There's no secrets. So I don't even know the question. <laughs> I don't know, but I feel I inspired. <laughs> so I don't I know what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> I'm like, can you be my like life coach or something? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. seriously, I mean, that, that was, that was beautifully said. And it, it, anybody who's listening, if you don't feel inspired right now, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> yeah. No, like I say, yeah, right. Because you know what? I have to be my own life coach. Like it's literally true. Rebecca, every single thing I'm saying, I need to hear this. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think people understand that all these people on the internet, and I'm sure you do it too. Everyone that is talking, that has a podcast that puts himself on social media, that makes these videos and stuff. They're just talking to themselves. Like we need to remind ourselves this shit. Yeah. You know? so Consistency true. is something I'm working on and it's the only way to prove what I want. And so every day when I do interviews, when I do videos, when I do my podcast, which by the way, I have a podcast too. Okay. Ooh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> I miss good vegan podcast. No. Um, so, um, you know, I'm just talking to myself, honestly, I'm just reminding myself what I need to hear. And so just a heads up on that. Yeah. And I think that also, you know, when you see these people who are out there doing it, I mean, that doesn't mean that they don't still have negative talk sometimes, you know, but you have to, it's all about either quieting the noise Mm -hmm. in your mind, you know, because I mean, even talking about the podcast, sometimes I can get in my head because I re-listen to it so I can do the show notes. And then I'm like, ah, I sound stupid or whatever, you know, like in my mind, I'll be like, ah, why did I say that? Whatever. But you just have to get over it. You know, I just put it out there, whatever. If other people think I sound stupid, that's fine. (laughs) Like whatevs. I completely agree. Yeah. You know what? You're always, you're going to sound stupid. You're going to make mistakes and you're going to be wrong sometimes. And you're going to look like an idiot. And you know why? It's because you're doing stuff. Mm. The only people that don't look stupid and don't make mistakes aren't doing anything. So um, I'm proud of you, Rebecca, and I'm proud of me. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Out. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay. So you you touched on your course. So you have a course coming out, or it's already out, or tell us about that. Thank you so much. Yes, I do have a course, and it is out. It's called How to Be a Healthy 
Raw Vegan. And it's a six week video course. And um, I'm really proud of it because, uh, and I'll send you the link so you can share it with your followers. Um, And I'm really proud of it because it took me basically 11 years to make this course. You know, like I said, I was doing, I've been a raw vegan for since 2011 and I made a lot of mistakes and I, I destroyed my teeth. I had really bad digestion. I was bloated. I was overweight as a raw vegan. Um, I was having some major issues and um, constantly cleansing and, and constantly trying things and eating things that turns out they aren't healthy, uh, mm. even though they're raw. Okay. Things like cacao and apple cider vinegar and mm. things like oil and different things. And so um, I made a lot of mistakes. And so I put them all into this course to try and prevent from somebody else making those same mistakes. So every single week we go through a different aspect of health. The first week, like I said, is focused on the mind. The second week is exactly what to eat and all the recipes that I love. The third week is how to shop, how to shop. Cause people, we are not taught this. We're not taught how to know when our food is ripe and what to buy and what not to buy and, and how to make these recipes. And, um, yeah, the fourth week, um, we talk about how to eat socially, which is so key. All right. Um, and then so on and so on. There's lots of different um, aspects to the diet and being healthy. And so really proud of this course. And um, yeah, it's definitely, it's helped a lot of people. And I think if anybody's uh, interested in being healthy, uh, you should check out the course because you don't need to be hundred percent raw to get hundred percent of the benefits. But like I said earlier at the top of the hour, we do need to incorporate a abundance of fresh raw foods in order to feel our best. Amen. In my opinion. Yeah. Amen. Can I get an amen? Can I get Thank an you. amen? Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Uh, that sounds incredible. I will put all of that information in the show notes and it has been an absolute honor. You are so inspiring. You just have such an amazing positive energy, which is what we absolutely need in the world more of. So I just appreciate you so much and thank you. Thank you so much, Rebecca. I appreciate you. It's easy to be positive when I surround myself with people like you. And that's the last thing I'll say, guys, be careful who you surround yourself with. This is going to affect you. You become the sum of the top five people you hang around. So you get their help. You become as wealthy as them. You become as fit as them, as positive as them, as successful as them. And so you need to be careful who you surround yourself with. Um, It's like that old saying where, you know, I'm sure you've heard this, Rebecca, if you go for a walk with someone, one of you is going to walk the same speed as the other one, right? Like one- Oh, I never heard that, but I love that. Yeah. One person's either going to slow down their natural speed or speed up depending on, um, you know, I'm not sure the factors, but one person is going to be slower or faster than they normally are. And what happens is the same thing with the people you surround yourself with. If you surround yourself with positive people, you become more positive. If you surround yourself with um, toxic, negative people that are constantly complaining, you will start complaining more. And if you surround yourself with people that are taking care of themselves and eating healthy and going to farmer's markets and going to yoga and going to the beach and going into nature, you're going to do those things too. And you're going to feel better and vibrant and alive, just like you were born to feel, you know, you deserve to be healthy. You deserve to feel good. And that's all we're trying to do is just help you remember that. Absolutely. It's our birthright. I mean, we are meant to be, we are meant to be healthy. We are not meant to be sick. That's our natural state is to be healthy. So, but sometimes, you know, living in this toxic world, we have to to get out of it, get out of that. Yeah. Yeah.
Awesome. Thank you so much. Well said. Thank you. Until next time, peace and plants. Wasn't that a great episode? Jeanette just has such a vibrant, passionate energy that is infectious. And her optimism and encouragement is what we all need more of in this world. So I hope you feel inspired as I do. I know I learned a lot. I had so much fun chatting with her. And I hope you really, really enjoyed that episode and feel in more inspired, even more inspired to live a healthy lifestyle, to try to incorporate more raw, delicious, nutrient-dense plants into your life, and also to be very conscious about how you live your life, your thoughts, who you surround yourself with, your daily habits, all of these things add up to what kind of health state we're in. So I hope you got a lot from that. And until next time, my lovely friends, peace and plants.